0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast, episode 364, where today we are going to talk a little bit about the box office, especially the big news of the past week, especially the past weekend, where Top Gun Maverick officially crossed $1.3 billion, that's correct, $1.3 billion with a B, putting it on pace to potentially be able to outperform, even when you adjust for inflation, the total for Star Wars The Last Jedi internationally, or rather worldwide, it is already beaten The Last Jedi's domestic total even adjusted for inflation. So very good news for Top Gun Maverick doing incredibly well. And also a great reminder that hashtag solo lost money. Hashtag Star Wars is in a state of ruins. And also hashtag MCU. MCU. Good luck next year. I think this year they might actually have a, a sleeper. I know that it's not the most popular opinion that I have here on the YouTube space, but I do believe still that Wakanda Forever could end up being a surprise domestic hit. I do honestly think that domestically it could still do well. The big question, of course, is going to be whether or not it shows up internationally. I have my about that, but... Domestically, I think that it could end up being a higher performer than many of the other MCU films to come out this year, and really over the last couple of years. But that is just my own personal opinion on that. So, of course, you can take it or leave it. We'll talk about the box office and other films with the box office, including Thor: Love and Thunder, DC Luke of Super Pets, and a couple other films as well. Before any further, though, please make sure that you yeah, smash that like button, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. And thank you again for joining. We are live streaming today on Odyssey, on DLive, on YouTube, and also on Twitter as well. So wherever you are watching, thank you. I appreciate it. Smash the like. Share the video as well. If you find the content to be either informative or entertaining, any combination of those things, any singular one of those things even, would be greatly appreciated. But let's say hello to some people in the chat Thank you for being here, by the way, I almost started a little bit late because I did not have time to record officially my August shoutouts video. But I was able to put together the very beginning of the shoutouts video, which has all of the text, so all of the people's names who are getting shouted out. And then I'm just gonna go ahead and go old school with the end of the video, with the end of the stream, where I will just do the shoutouts of the Keeper the Bifrost level members and above. ...on Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals. I'm just going to do it live. We're just going to do it live. I already have my my list set up, my list together. So, I will be sure to do that at the very end of the stream. Hopefully, everything is coming through swimmingly. Everything is coming through well. Since we switched back to streaming directly from OBS... ...we have seemed to... uh, ...been able to handle and to solve many of the issues... ...that had been going on. And it's happy, and I'm happy... To see that that is still the case. Anyway, let's get back into, or rather, let's start in the chat. It's back at six twenty-six p.m. Orange chat reviews, as you all know, I fall behind in the chat, usually by about twenty minutes to half an hour, depending on the stream. Orange Hat review says, "All right, class, settle down. We have a new teacher today. His name is Odin, all father of ancient Norse theology, that decided to convert to Catholicism. Respect him, or he may smite you." Well, Orange Hat, I appreciate that. Yeah, this week we are back. We are back at the school grind. Luckily, we have a week of meetings before anything as far as, far as anything in the classroom is concerned, which is, is always very, very nice, especially with summertime typically being a time where teachers are, are no better than students in many ways, where we fall behind on plans, right? we We plan to learn and to study and to read, and then we end up watching DS9. To a, to a very large degree, uh, so, <laughs> and I don't regret it, because I was actually able to uh, get a hobby in the process by being able to make rosaries while watching the show, and since I watched all seven seasons of the show, you can imagine I made quite, quite a large amount of rosaries, which people have been uh, requesting and receiving for free. Um, and I have talked about that in the past so yeah very very excited to be heading back into school because once I'm at school I just feel so much more productive right it has that sense of a workspace whereas here I mean this is a workspace for me all of the items here are are you know very much geared towards work but because there's other things that that can sometimes grab my attention like the box office news or breaking news stories about, uh, the bat was at the Bat girl movie getting canceled. Sometimes it can be a little bit harder to be able to actually do uh, legitimate work as such. Plus not to mention being wanting to watch some of the TV shows that I've been watching and catching up on those shows. I'm about halfway through the latest episode of better call Saul. Great Great episodes. The writing on the shows from Vince Gilligan's fantastic. If you've not watched Better Call Saul, I definitely recommend it. And, of course, I would also recommend Breaking Bad. I think both shows are great examples of this is what happens when you put someone who knows what they're doing from a direction standpoint, from a writing standpoint, who is not just making a show as just a random product to consume, but actually, in many ways, art. Better Call Saul, especially in the in this most recent lat, in this last season, but throughout the entire series, but especially this last season, really has shown itself to be so artistic with the cinematography. The use of black and white throughout the series has been awesome to showcase the past and present, especially, and uh, it's pretty good. So I'm about halfway through the most recent episode, and it's 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 exciting stuff. It's amazing. The kind of stories that are being told and how typically if other people were to tell that story, it probably wouldn't be all that interesting. But because it's Vince Gilligan and because it's Bob Odenkirk especially, you know, leading the charge and having a great supporting cast to boot, it's become a, a lot of fun. It's become a lot of fun in the process. But with all that being said, it does, of course, lead back to the initial topic, which was fall behind over the summer when it comes to wanting to watch and or rather to, to read and to catch up on things. And so being able to be at school in front of the computer uh, in that work environment, I've been very, very productive, already getting my my lesson planning figured out. I call it my week at a glance, where basically I have a breakdown of what we're doing on a given day, not to an excessive detail, but enough to be able to talk to a student and say, hey, yeah, you know what, you should have known what we were doing today because literally it was on and easily available to you. So uh, we have more meetings again tomorrow, and I'm sure a lot of those are going to be. What are the new policies this year? There's always new policies. There's always new changes. So tomorrow might be a little bit more of a frustrating day. But overall, it's been a great experience starting back, and I'm excited to get back into the swing of things. Gonna try some different things. Gonna gonna try some uh, some different methods as far as the uh, the general direction of the the coursework itself. So typically I start with a very, I usually start with a certain topic and I move on from there. Like all of us, you know, all teachers have you know, hey, here's the plan that I like to follow, and after several years of teaching, you pretty much follow that plan, and then you change things here or there, and so that's what I'm doing this year, is I'm like, okay, normally I start here, but I'd rather start here and introduce this instead, and I think that this would end up being better, because you learn, you learn every single year as a teacher, but yeah, Orange High Reviews, what's, what's going on, welcome back, Derek McManus is also in the chat, hail to you hail to you. If you're saying that Top Gun Maverick is a decent movie, I would say it's a fantastic film. It's a solid film. Tina Bojan in the chat, hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. Tina B in the chat, Empress of the Universe saying, and I am your teacher of English history from the uh, uh, Plantagenets through World War II. I can also help you plan free of charge your cruise vacation if you've never been on one. Yes, I can definitely uh, vouch for both of those. She is our resident historian, especially film historian. And she is also a, a connoisseur of the cruise industry. So if you ever need a recommendation or a suggestion on cruises, she is definitely the place to go to. And Tina's already correcting me in the live chat. That's Plan-tan, uh, Jeanettes, Or is it Plantagenetz? Sure. Abomination putting the fire emoji over on Odyssey. Abomination always supporting the odyssey fam what's going on and tina b as well as the other valkyrie the general of my valkyries 70b they have a youtube show together hosted on tina's channel called soup to nuts so make sure that you sub over to tina's channel so that way you get access to notifications whenever they go live as it says right here they stream either thursday or friday also make sure that you smash that like button on the way in it does really help so thank you very much so I'm sure I continued to butcher that pronunciation. Uh, Tina also reminds everybody, if you have a comment or question, something I always have to say, if you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin. It lets me know that you're trying to get my attention, and it helps me be able to decipher through the different text. It's been a lot easier to do this since I've changed over to this new system. Though this system is not necessarily uh, my favorite, it is one that is definitely better than what it was prior. And as she also mentioned, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, yeah, the breaking news of the day is that Warner Brothers has finished Batgirl and it has been shelved. It's likely to never see daylight. And from what I'm gathering from the, the news that I've heard, it sounds like they spent money on it. They were filming it, they spent money on it, and they just decided to shelve it because it just wasn't working. I think that many of us could probably have told them that in the very initial pre-production stages, but hey, what would we know? Most of us are just casual, or hardcore fans of the original source material. Not myself included, because as you all know, I am not a comics person. Nothing against them, just never grew up with them. Sherry Allen, what's going on? Welcome back. Thank you very much for being here. Tina was indeed here early. I'm at 6.56 in the chat, as it's going to jump on me like it always does. But hopefully, yes, good. No chats have been skipped. That always makes me very, very happy. Yes, indeed. Steph is out um, a little later, or rather will be out until a little bit later, as she works very, very hard and uh, typically, can only get on at a certain time because of that, because of traveling. And we want to make sure that she travels safely and also gets the rest that she might need on any given day. Just, shout, shout out not only to Tina B, Empress of the Universe, but also to Stephanie B as well. Anyway, Fear of FEMA. What is going on? Welcome, Eight Sierra, uh, Saria, rather. Eight Saria, welcome. Uh, Bongo says, I annoyed you in your Discord for a while, and now I'm here to annoy you in your stream. Again, you didn't annoy me either. Except when you say that, Mr. Roy, hello to you. Leslie Thurkin, who is a member on the channel, says hail to all you lovely people. And it's a reminder that if you are a member on the YouTube channel, you do not have to tag to get your comment or question read. Though, of course, it is strongly encouraged. Let's see. Mark Lazet Sorry. Mark Lizeth Mark Lurseth. Lurseth. Mark Lurseth. What's going on? Good, sir. Welcome back. We also have Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? Welcome back. Thanks for being a member on the channel. Keely Chow is a member on the channel. Welcome back, Keely. Alice McCarthy, who is a member, says, Howdy, and How's it going? Outdoor. Thor? canceled, and Raw was pretty good. Things are looking up. Yeah, I tried watching a little bit. I actually tried. I actually tried watching a little bit of... I think it was SmackDown, actually. Uh, yeah, it was the SmackDown right before SummerSlam. And I was reminded of why I... There's many reasons why I dislike the current age WWE, and it reminded me, oh, that's right. I hate the way the WWE is shot. There are so many cuts, like from one angle to one angle to one angle, that it's it's so excessive. It doesn't work. It made me long for Wednesday's dynamite. Anyway, with the Wrestling Talk aside, Alex McCarthy, glad to see you here and uh, praying for you in your continued recovery. We got Laura, the Mono Major General of the channel. Shorty Short. What's going on, Laura? Says, greetings as guardians. Hello to you. Hello, hello, hello. We also got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. Thank you for being in the chats. Leslie Tharkins hailing the mods. Laura saying, hi. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Batgirl got shelved, so that's something. And... Nothing of value is lost, as the saying goes. The Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. What's going on? Are you getting ready for school? I just finished my PDs, Professional Developments. Yes, we are in meetings mode. Uh, yesterday was pretty pretty low-key. It's a pretty low-key day. In fact, the vast majority of the day for me was just getting my classroom set up, getting my desk set up, and as long as my class size doesn't get any larger, which, <laughs> if anyone's ever been a teacher, you know... It's Even after the first day of school, when you have students, your roster is still constantly changing and in a state of flux. So um, my hope, though, is that even if the roster changes, meaning the students changed to different class periods during the day, as long as the number can stay where it is, I'm in a pretty good place. Because I was actually able to organize my desk this year to have none of them up against the back wall, which is something that, of course, always drives me crazy whenever there are students who like the back of the classroom because they like to hang against it and fall asleep and everything. But luckily, it's pretty rare at the school that I'm at, and it's 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 typically only when it, it tends to be the male athletes that, that fall into that trap. And because mine is alphabetical, it's... It actually isn't as, as common as you would think, but the great thing about it practically is that it means there's space behind the desk that I can walk behind, so during tests and quizzes, I can actually, you know, go behind the desks instead of just having to go down the row and then have to find a way to get through the classroom. It, it can be a bit of a maze, especially when, in years past, I've had classes of, like, 24, 25, oof, no, no thank you, so... Yeah, it's uh we're we're so this today we had uh just a general meeting, kind of like beginning of the school year meeting. We then had also some training um for uh what's it called? active active shooter situations. Obviously with more recent events. General Wingster who is a member at the Army of Asgard level on YouTube who is cashing in on his message, says, in Kenobi voice, hello there. Hello there, General Wingster. Welcome back. Thank you for sponsoring the channel. Good sir, for being a member. Laura says, this is off topic, but I just heard you can teach in Arizona with no degree. Interesting. Yeah, well, um, it also depends on the subject matter in other states. So I can't speak to Arizona in that specific regard. Um, But for instance, you don't need a teaching certificate or a teaching degree to uh, teach at the uh, typically at the high school level mostly it's a private schools where that's not much of an issue so for instance because i have a a master's degree in theological studies so a master's degree in the, in theology it means that i can teach that subject and i don't have to get an actual teaching certificate which is very nice very nice but i've been teaching now for several years and so now because i have also the You know, the pedigree of years of teaching experience, it's even less of an issue. But it's also great because it means that while many of the teachers that teach uh, core curriculum classes like math and history, while they have to re-up with their stuff every year or two years or however however often it is, I don't have to do a thing. Now, I still continue to research and read because I'm very passionate about my subject, but hey, it does have its perks. Nathan Slade had to say it's unfortunate for me when I'm feeling too tired and depressed to watch my favorite movies. I'm feeling discouraged about life. Well, don't feel discouraged about life, dude. Hey, sometimes things happen. All we got to do is remind ourselves that, hey, things are going to get better. If you're down, the only place to go from down is up. So don't feel discouraged, man. You got this. All right. Some things, bad things, bad things happen. It is a part of life and I feel for you. I feel for you if you're going through a difficult time. Um, Just remember, it's not going to last forever. The bad time will pass. And you got a whole community here in Asgard that's got your back. So let that be the thing that raises your spirits. And also let your favorite movies especially raise your spirits as well, right? The point of movies and the point of entertainment is to help escape. So sometimes it's good to have those moments, right? We can't be completely lost in that escapism right cuz sometimes we try to to almost live there and that that's not healthy but i would say as a as a nice temporary re- reprieve from the nonsense of life that's what it used to be about that's why we constantly call out modern day hollywood because they've kind of taken that away in many respects but when it comes to our favorite films our favorite films tend to be classics and the classics tend to be devoid of any of that nonsense gmonkey76 who's a member hello to you welcome general wingster who's a member says remember odin watanabe is real and we was gonna be kings gotcha (laughs) whatever you say laura says tina has renamed it wakanda whatever of course she has She and uh David L. David L. He's not always in the live streams but he's always in the comment section and if you ever want if you if one if you hate Marvel if you hate Disney the MCU and you want to see some some fun names he comes up with some doozies. I think he's a little too harsh personally. I think he's a little bit too harsh. Um I think his hatred's a little too strong. I, I totally fine with disliking it because there's a lot to dislike and there's a lot to criticize. But I think that there is definitely a balance to be had there. That being said, uh, David L. as well um, is able to come up with some fun names too. So shout out to Tina B. and David L. Uh, General Wingster. I did not hit her. I did not. (laughs) Leslie Darkin. I think we'll see a lot of layoffs at DC. Yeah, definitely sounds that way for sure. I imagine that a lot of the issues that are currently going on with the Flash movie if and when that film ever comes out, with the Ezra Miller stuff going on as well. I imagine that things are not looking very, very good for it. They do have some films set to come out that could maybe make some money, but DC has always struggled to find the same level of success that the MCU has found. Now, while the MCU is on the decline in many respects, the DC universe has never really gotten off the ground. I mean, you look to Aquaman as being the first film in the DCEU to hit a billion dollars, and I don't think they've hit a billion dollars since then. I think that's still, I I believe that is still the only billion dollar film that the DCEU still has. And again, DCEU, not DC-based films, the Nolan movies do not count. They're not a part of the DCEU. The DCEU is Man of Steel, Justice League, uh, Batman v Superman, things like that, right? A very specific universe, specific set of films. With all that being said, it's not looking very good for them either, especially with things going on with the Flash movie, which was meant to be kind of like their big, huge film event, especially with playing with time travel and having a lot of nostalgia baits, in the promotions for it. Michael Keaton being mentioned is coming back as Batman. Of course, now you've already got the fact um, that, uh, was it Ben Affleck's been uh, officially announced to continuing to be Batman in the EU as well, or at least, at least in some of the films, if not just one of the films, at least I think it's, was it Aquaman? That he's going to show up in or something. Again, DC doesn't really have a whole lot going for it either. Simple as that. Brightburn, nineteen eighty five. tagged to say. I've heard Warner Brothers Discovery has pulled the plug on Batgirl. Yep, I, I saw that coming from a uh, from a news source, from a legitimate news source. So not only from people who we trust in our community, but also again when the mainstream. Media, I usually take sometimes when people get you know how it, how it goes within YouTube's uh, <laughs> internet circle, right? Where people sometimes claim to have sources. And then they say, oh, well, our sources are telling us this, but we can't give information about the sources because, of course, that would expose them. And then oftentimes the sources t- turn out to be completely bunk, but then they continue to push the narrative like nothing happened. And it's like, no, just just stop. Just stop trying to push that. Just stop trying to push the lie. Um but uh, sometimes there's good information, though. Sometimes people actually do have inside information that does turn out to be true. And those are the ones that you know you can trust. When people have a good track record with that kind of thing, those are people that you can go to. But yeah, when even mainstream accounts are covering that about Batgirl, I think that that is saying all we really need to know about le- the legitimacy of it. Soul says, is it Mr. Odin or just Mr.? <laughs> No, 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 no. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. Hello to you. He died to say greetings from the UK to you and my chatter friends. Well, welcome back. Gary Banjo Sandwich. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. Uh Fema said, DS9 is learning. By the way, you can see it in the background there. I don't know who sent it because it was from the company, which is a 3D printing company. But there was no note, no other identifying identifying information. But shout-out to whoever sent this. It's a uh, 3D-printed DS9. So it's hanging up right there behind me. On top of the... (laughs) Of all places, it's on on top of the Rambo Steelbook Collection. But, uh, yeah. 3D-printed DS9 station. So shout-out to whoever sent that. I went to the PO Box today, and I was able to get that. And also... Whoever sent stickers, I got some Star Wars stickers today as well. Baby Thor was thrilled, and it was very hard to get him. <laughs> it was very hard to get him down to bed because he just loves Star Wars stickers and just loves goofing off. So uh, yeah, but thank you very much. Uh, he loves them, and uh, the weekends are especially when we have a lot more time, a lot more free time, since he's not at daycare and such. Um, and so he is, uh, he's very, very excited about the Star Wars stickers, so shout out to whoever sent those, I really do appreciate it, Jacques Lesuave over on Odyssey, what's going on, good sir, time to say, only way to salvage the Flash movie is clearly to make it a musical, I'm sure Ezra Miller has a beautiful voice, just like Celine Dion, really, wow, Celine Dion, you say, Celine Dion, Hmm interesting <laughs> uh, obviously uh, jokes aside there really isn't much that they can do other than scrap it and get an actual showrunner an actual creative mind that can you know build a competent universe which they just they don't have they don't have that at this point point. and for all the the Snyder fanboys out there I'm sorry but he is not that answer and I think the box office helps to, to show that. And one can argue, well, if they had just let him have his vision, that's like, no, if they had let him have his vision, the box office would have been even less. I mean, honestly, think about it. The reason why the Snyder Cut was as successful as it was was because we had a terrible version of the film, a much worse version of the film, I should say, more accurately, in the Joss Whedon version that came out, But imagine if Snyder was given his way and did put out the four-hour cut. Guess what that means? Less show times. only your hardcore Zack Snyder and maybe some general DC fans are going to go. General audiences are probably going to say, no, after Batman v Superman especially, no thank you. So uh, before anyone puts his name in the chat, I'm going to say right now, that just wouldn't be a good idea. That just wouldn't be a good idea. But they need to find somebody. They need to find somebody who knows what they're doing, who understands the lore, who loves and respects the lore, and is not going to hire the writer of Birds of Prey, let alone have ever made the Birds of Prey film the way they did. Unless they can find someone who can actually understand it and can actually respect it and respect the fan base, I don't see the DC Universe going anywhere. This would be the perfect opportunity too for DC to take over Marvel as far as popularity and and just get the momentum on their side, but they're blowing it. But then again, they've they've never had it. They've never had any momentum, really, when you look at their box office in comparison to others. Gary Banjo just said with the than Tad say Better Call Saul is like the best ever creative experience. It is seriously a, a solid show. For those that maybe didn't like uh who maybe tried watching the Breaking Bad series and couldn't get into it. Better Call Saul might actually be more your might actually be more your speed because even though they occur in the same universe, they are very different feeling shows. But I think they both are are phenomenal. The character work, especially, is great. Again, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Abomination over on Honesty. So speaking of classics, just saw Ernest Saves Christmas again. That is a classic, good sir. It says, it's an Ernest P. Worrell Jim Varney movie, so it doesn't have any mature content, and it still has a good humor and a few life lessons. What's more, it has Ernest doing a couple of things that would make SJWs go crazy. It's been a long time since I've seen Ernest Saves Christmas, but it is a solid, solid movie. I, I remember always being very entertained, but that, that, of course, has a lot to do with Jim Varney, who was just such a talent. Rest in peace, of course, to Jim Varney. Again, he passed away, what? Must have been what over a decade. this it's crazy to think, um, that's been that long, but yeah, he he is just such a, a great comic. Um, I, I guess comic legend would be a way of, of describing it, though, of course, I wouldn't put him in the same tier as a Robin Williams or anyone like that, but. He was able to entertain so many people, even just with that character alone. I mean, the number of Ernest does something, <laughs> Ernest goes to prison, Own it. you know, Ernest saves Christmas, etc. Uh, clearly showed that people enjoyed, you know, people enjoyed the content that he gave out, and I was one of them. Ernest saves Christmas, especially. Yeah, and actually, I think the decade was well uh, was well under shooting it. Greta Zenner, by the way, shout-out to Greta. Thanks for being here, Greta. Friend in real life. Uh, passed away in 2000, so it's actually been 22 years. Oh, my goodness. That is just crazy. Thanks for that update, Greta, in the live chat. Shout-out to Greta. And shout-out to my Odyssey fam. All right, heading back now over to the YouTube fam. Again, if you have a comment or question, just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin. Let's me know you're trying to get my attention, unless you are a member of the channel, as that is one of the perks. Tina B says, the movie is a completed movie. Critical Drinker reported it's been shelved. Meat is discussing it later. Zaslav is taking names and culling the studio. I love it. Dang. Wow. All right. So according to Critical Drinker, the film was actually completed. Which is why it's been worded to say that it may not see the light of day. Meaning that it is there. Now, here's the real question. When are we going to see, when are we going to see the hashtag release <laughs> the Batgirl pick? When are we going to get that? When are we going to get back? And we can go ahead and confirm this since we're going to, you know, obviously want to, we're going to want to use trustworthy sources on this, guys. So let's go to Deadline. By the way, Janet, Janet Yang has been elected president of the Motion Picture Academy. Ah, an Asian woman. Huh. What do you know? How diverse of them? But here is the top story in their film section. Warner Brothers shells Batgirl with no plans to release theatrically or an HBO Max. Now, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. As much joy as we can get and gather from this, right, the Scheidenfreude in it all, this is one of the dumbest things. I understand that it's awesome that they're shelving it, but just think about this practically. You have a film that's finished. Now, when you say finished, and that's the reason why I kind of want to dive into the article a little bit, is it finished in that they've finished principal photography meaning they still have secondary photography they still have to edit the film, render effects, etc. because then that would make a lot more sense. They've spent a lot of money already on it, which is a, just a giant waste, but if they're there, it makes more sense to me whereas if they've done pretty much everything with the secondary, you know, secondary photography, which is something that oftentimes people overlook. Right. Principal photography is usually finished first, and then secondary photography is usually, you know, takes months after the fact. And then typically, most films, this is also something kind of that's a misconception. Most of the time, it's almost, it, it, it almost is perpetuated that only Star Wars or only DC or only Marvel or only these big budget films do reshoots for X, Y, or Z, Z reasons. When the fact is, is that the vast majority of big budget films do reshoots to some extent. And a lot of it, of course, has to do with the fact that it takes months to make the movie. Things can change culturally over that time frame. And so sometimes things in your movie may no longer be relevant and you might need to change them. So that's the real question. And again, we'll dive into this article here from Deadline. It says, even though Batgirl is in the final stages of post-production, so they have not finished the film yet. All right. So just going to confirm that they've not actually finished the film. They were close to it, according to Deadline. It says, even though Batgirl is in the final stages of post production, Deadline has confirmed that Warner Brothers and DC Films will not be releasing the movie on any platform, including theatrically. This falls in line with the mandate put down by the new Warner Brothers regime to cut back on the feature films premiering on the streamer and deciding which films will be released theatrically and which will be shelved. Sources close to the project say word came down this week that Batgirl did not make the cut. Warner Brothers had no comment. So, this is being reported. Warner Brothers has not made a statement about it yet. And so, therefore, whether or not, again, whether or not this is going to be official or is going to be the long-term result, meaning that it's going to stick, is still very much up in the air. But I do find it interesting that a company would, because, again, even though the film is not finished yet, if you're in the final stages of post-production, that is pretty far... That's very far along, right? So you have, obviously, pre-production, production, the actual filming, post-production. But again, my question would be, well, where were they in post-production, right? Were, were they still doing some uh, secondary photography stuff? Were they just rendering effects? Were they just in the editing process? Like, exactly how... how uh, you know, close were they to actually finishing the film. Because even if you have a test audience, because Trace, I saw you in the chat, man, um, even when you have it in front of uh, test audiences, sometimes the film can still be very different in the end product. Uh, For instance, I actually got to see a very early, uh, or one of the earliest cuts shown to the public of a little film by Ben Stiller back in the day. I got to see Tropic Thunder. And it was actually so early in its post production that some of the effects were not rendered, um, and so therefore there were times when on screen we would see basically green screen, or we would see a, a cut of uh, basically a, it was a digital hold, you know, basically a digital hold saying you know in you know clip will be inserted here or the you know showing X so. I know what it's like sometimes to have an early screening and early access to a movie. So just because the, just because it was shown in front of a test audience does not mean that the film was necessarily anywhere near the final product. I don't deny that it did not get well received, as is clearly, you know, indicated here by the fact that it got shelved. They spent tens of millions of dollars on the film. Tens of millions of dollars on the film. Almost $100 million according to this. Anyway, it says the film stars Leslie Grace in the titular role, Brendan Fraser, and Michael Keaton reprising his Bruce Wayne part and was expected to bow sometime in 2023. Now that's another interesting dynamic here because Michael Keaton would be a major member barrier draw for a lot of people. Not everybody. Many of us here, we're a little bit bit smarter than the average bear, right? And we wouldn't get tricked by the clear use of member berries to try and prop up a new iteration of a character that is clearly politically motivated, identity politics motivated in nature. But then you also got that Brendan Fraser. And if there's anyone who is a hot commodity right now, it's Brendan Fraser. And I know this simply because all the cons that I was able to go to over the summer, Brendan Fraser was the only person who sold out. Now, as far as like, you know, sold out on autographs and pictures. Now, it very well could be because I believe for both cons that I went to, both Megacon in Orlando and then also the one in, in Dallas, I believe he was only there for a day. He probably also has a limit on the number of people as well. From what I've been told from those that went to go get an autograph from him, he also was was masked up. And so it seems like he might have some some, you know, overstated health concerns uh, for, for the COOF. But that still being said, he is still very much someone that a lot of people generally speaking like. I mean, I remember last year there was this huge movement on social media of the different memes, right? Of, of standing up for and promoting Brendan Fraser and, and all this stuff. So I look to that casting and I say that probably could have brought a lot of people out still, you know, regardless of, of how it might look. But as it goes on to say, as for the exact reason behind the shelving, sources say the film did not fall in line with the new strategy being implemented by DC Films as well as HBO Max. The studio is looking to make theatrical tentpoles with budgets at $90 million plus, and from early footage seen, this did not fall into place with that model. Batgirl was greenlighted at a $70 million budget. Interesting. The decision follows several recent changes across the company, including major changes to HBO Max with more expected with the upcoming earnings call later this week. The New York Post first reported the Batgirl news. The so New York Post was the one to break that story. I do find that interesting, though. So it says here the new strategy was implemented by DC Films that the studio was looking to make theatrical tentpoles with budgets at $90 million. From the early footage scene, this did not fall into place with this model. This one costs $70 million. But here's the thing. As awesome as that is, as far as the schadenfreude mindset and concept, I look to that and I think, well, Warner Brothers, you still spent $70 million? I imagine that you spent all of that $70 million if you were in the late stages of the post-production and starting to do test screenings, which were failing. So even though you're shelving the movie because you don't think it would be that big of a hit, I don't see why you wouldn't just put it on the HBO Max service. HBO Max, keep this in mind, HBO Max is a huge moneymaker. It is a huge moneymaker for what? I believe it's AT&T. That's the corporation over it. But HBO Max is a huge moneymaker. I want to say HBO Max is is similar in certain respects. It costs more than Disney Plus, but I believe HBO Max has around a billion dollars a month surplus or a billion dollars a month from subscriber fees, if I'm not mistaken. So why not just release it on HBO Max? Sure, it doesn't do very well, but hey, at least some eyes are on the project. I don't know. It's kind of an interesting decision to say the least, but yeah. What I can say as a box office breakdown, uh, $70 million spent with not a single penny in returns, that's a pretty uh, <laughs> that's a pretty big loss of money, to say the least. Now, clearly, they didn't do much marketing for this film, so it doesn't really have to worry about marketing cost. So, the two point five times the budget to break even, um, this one wouldn't have that. So, this film is just basically a seventy million dollars down the drain. So, just a giant waste of money. Wouldn't it be nice if we had $70 million just to, sh- just to throw down the drain? Oh, my goodness. Forever Sci-Fi. Can you cancel a Batgirl movie that was not really Batgirl? That's a great question. That's a great question. Was Batgirl really shelved if it's not actually Batgirl? Or at least not the traditional understanding of Batgirl? Bongo says, I miss Kim Wexler already. Well... Um, only halfway through the most recent episode, so it it sounds like there could still... I would not be surprised. This is, just a, this is a prediction on my part. This is a guess on my part. I would not be surprised if Kim comes back into the story at some point before the actual series ends because what they're laying down in this episode actually is leading to a very interesting situation talking here about Better Call Saul, an interesting situation where you could potentially see potentially see um the the past and present finally coalesce basically and it could be beautiful and knowing Vince Gilligan and how he runs his shows and ends his shows uh I think it's gonna be awesome I'm sad to see it end it's a great great show Let's see. Morak, what's going on? Welcome to the channel. Laura says, don't feel bad. I was a history major and I've never heard of uh, planta, Plantanagets. <laughs> Plantagenets. Platanagets, I think, is what it is. Yeah, I have not heard of the Plantagenets either. <laughs> I have not heard of them either. Uh, over on Odyssey... Uh, abomination tag to say, I bet DC could do well if they went back to classic Batman with the cheesy humor and all the graphic bubbles and splash text every time there's a gunshot or punch, pow, bam, thwomp. Of course, maintaining the detective stories so the audience can feel like they're solving mysteries too. Yeah, in fact, uh, one of the things sent to me, there was a giant box sent by J-Stowe, shout out to J-Stowe, it was filled with tons of stuff. Uh, part of it was actually uh, Batman, the original 60s series on Blu-ray, and I finally finished digitizing that, putting it into my library, I'm currently in the process of digitizing the entire Flintstones library, now unfortunately some of these are on DVD, but a lot of these have also, I think, only been released on DVD, can't speak necessarily for, um, for Flintstones, but it's still, it's a, it's a fun process. It's fun to digitize and then go through the episodes and then label them and, and do a lot, all that kind of stuff. So um, so now that I have it digitized and on the library, that might be another thing that I try to introduce to uh, Baby Thor to see. I wonder how he would respond to, uh, to that version of Batman. So, <laughs> all right, let's see. Chat is going to jump on me on YouTube like it always does. Uh, Please make sure you smash that like button, lap that fire button as well. Um, It looks like there may have been some comments that were skipped. It's 7.14 in the chat. All right, so this is where I'm picking up in the YouTube chat is 7.14 in the chat. 7.14 in the chat. Nathan Slay says, where's the sound? Uh, According to my end, the sound is coming through. So, hopefully that's the case. Maybe I just... Was reading that out of context, it happens sometimes. Mars Starlink, what's going on? Welcome to the channel. The Ghost had to say, I missed the WWF. Ultimate Warrior was great. Me too. Me too. Hashtag me too. When they started their whole, and this was actually the name of the campaign, when they started the, like, you know, get the F out, basically, it was a play on the fact that they were sued by the World Wildlife Fund and um which in and of itself is pretty funny uh and so therefore they had to to give up the name and change the name and everything and um and so that was that was their whole uh spiel was was about getting the f out of the name because it was no longer allowed to be called the wwf Dane Golong, what's going on thanks for tagging good sir and welcome back to the chat general wingster says i'm starting to get annoyed at bongo for constantly saying he's here to annoy i know right that is the only That is the only annoying thing about it all. By the way, Mars, you didn't tag me in this one, but I just have to say, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm sure for some people, my, my voice is like nails on a chalkboard. I imagine some of my students probably feel that way. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I have considered, not because I have any high ideal of myself whatsoever, but it's more so because of, of spiritual reasons. Something that I been actually thinking of doing since I'm not doing the dailies anymore for OMB reviews because since I'm I've pretty much shifted my focus of the OMB reviews channel to doing movie reviews, uh more so specific to new ones. By the way, I have my ticket to go see Bullet Train in IMAX on Thursday. So very, very excited for that. Um I think that it has potential. Whether it'll be good or not, I don't know. But the trailer's good. Trailer had me interested. So I'm going to go see that in IMAX. And so I'll have a review out hopefully Thursday evening if all things go to plan. But uh, one of the other things that I was, uh, you know, thinking of doing, especially since my mornings now, I'm still trying to get up around the same time. So I have a little bit of time in the morning just in case I maybe need to do some schoolwork or, you know, whatever. Um, I, I've been wanting to try to increase and improve my my own personal prayer and spiritual life because that's something that I've, you know, it's we all have these struggles. And one of the ways that I was thinking of doing that was like, well, maybe I can do something that is spiritually oriented, but also is something that could maybe benefit others. Uh, So I already have, of course, my OMB report channel where I do news and politics. But I'm thinking of starting a – and this is not – again, nothing has been set in stone by this. But I'm I'm thinking of potentially launching like a third channel, but it's specifically going to be reading – whether it's maybe doing the morning, you know, the divine office, uh, the office of, of louds in the morning, for instance, right? The morning Psalms, or whether it is reading from a a daily meditation or something like that. I don't know. Something that I'm thinking about um, because the way my brain works is uh, it's hard for me to sometimes get motivated, especially in the mornings. So having something to talk about is, is something that helps. And that one will be different because it won't be commentary it'll just be me reading through it i don't know i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about it uh miss minnesota hockey fan how about hockey player whose member says i got home on friday and now looking after the puppies the rest of the family comes back at the end of the week hey alone time with the pups it's always good because they they cuddle with you right they're nice warm heating pads and yeah, i love my pups they're they're uh, they're both passed out at the moment. Both passed out at the moment, as as a happy dog should be. Um, and yes, uh, I know that's been posted a couple times, but make sure that you subscribe to Tina's channel for Soup to Nuts. They're gonna stream this Friday. They now have Steph's schedule, so this Friday, Soup to Nuts. You can watch that after you watch some FNT. All right, I'll see who else is in the chats. I'm at 7.16 in the chat for those wondering, and it is 7.47 in real life. When I say that I fall 20 to 30 minutes behind, I I ain't lying. Bongo, do the kids you teach call you Odin and Mr. Odin? No, they do not. No, they do not. Uh, Some of them try, and I very quickly say, nope, that's not how this is going to (laughs) work. Once you graduate, then you can start (laughs) calling me uh, by that nickname, but uh, until that point... It's all about respect. Rosie G12, who is a member. Hail to you, Rosie. Thanks for being here. Soul Assassin, if your dad plays some music, doesn't matter what kind, and you'll feel better after a while. If your dad plays some music. What? Oh, if you're down. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, he corrected it later to say if you're down. Music does help. Uh, one of the things that I do is, I, uh, while I've been working, I do, I do this, of course, for various reasons. So I could be doing mowing the lawn. I'll listen to music, right? Gets, gets you, get you in the right uh, uh, mindset. But then I also listen to music as well. uh, When I'm doing the, I've been listening to music while I've been preparing for the school year as well. And it's just been, it's great. I look forward to it. My, my playlist is called rock out. And just to show you how weird my taste is, I have the weirdest music taste in the world. Some people say, like, "Oh, what kind of music do you listen to?" That is a loaded question. So he- here's just some of the songs I have on my rock out playlist. All right, all around me from Flyleaf. For those maybe who remember back in the day, twelve years ago, uh, Breaking Benjamin's "So Cold." I have a lot of Breaking Benjamin on the list. Uh, I recently got into them again, um, and I-, I was never like a big fan, but I-, I I realized that they actually have more than a couple good songs. Uh, Diary of Jane from Breaking Benjamin. Fozzie! Any uh, Chris Jericho fans out there? Fozzie's Judas. Love that song. System of a Down Toxicity. Chop Suey. BYOB. Evanescence. Bring Me to Life. Linkin Park. Numb. Here's Where It Gets Even Odder. Here's a Musical Theater Selection. Tick, Tick, Boom! Louder Than Words. The newer uh, Netflix version, actually, with uh, your boy Andrew Garfield. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls. Iris. Audio Slave. Show Me How to Live. A, a song from the musical modern musical Beetlejuice called Dead Mom. It's actually a much better song than the name would indicate. Uh, breaking Benjamin featuring Lacey Stern, Dear Agony, Breaking Benjamin, Ashes of Eden, Without You, Breaking Benjamin, Until the End, Hard Enough, Crawl, All Those Breaking Benjamin, Audio Slave Like a Stone, and then recently I've discovered. And if you want to cry, if you want to cry, <laughs> cry, if you're if you're wanting to, if you're having an emotional if you're having an emotional day or you're sometimes you want to cry or you want to feel emotions, look up the story. It's a woman who was on America's got talent, uh, within the past year or two. And, uh, she passed away from cancer, but her story is just so it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's so beautiful, but also so tragic, tragic at the same time because she never lost that spark. She never lost faith. Um, but oh my goodness, her name is her 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 uh, artist name was Nightbird, and she has a song called "It's Okay," and that's the one that she did on America's Got Talent. And just look up America's Got Talent. "It's Okay," Golden buzzer. Oh, it's just heartstrings. She did another song as well called "Girl in a Bubble," which I love. I love that song. But anyway, those are the twenty two songs on my rock out playlist. I, I have other playlists too, but. For those that wanted to know more about me, hey, there you go. There you go, people. Like to give the people what they want. Uh, Abomination says, about your voice, I would expect nothing less from the Norse god of Asgard. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I guess. I don't know exactly whether that was, whether that's a compliment or not. Let's see. Rob D. tagged to say, hello, Odin Elvis is the only movie I can recall that has only been dropping by one spot in the top 10 each week at the box office. Has great. Yes, absolutely. Rob D., Elvis has had fantastic holds. Again, I I mentioned this in the last couple of box office breakdowns because it broke even two or three weeks ago. And that is that Elvis um, had incredibly strong holds every week or or the vast majority of its weeks, which is interesting because the word of mouth has been rather mixed on it. So clearly it's positive enough. And I honestly think that the reason why is because of the, uh, I say kid, He's probably an actor in his twenties, uh, but Butler, who who plays the title role of Elvis. Apparently, his performance is strong enough for people to recommend it, even though most of the same people or many of the same people also say that Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks' performance in the film is either over is either of one of two things, is the most common thing I've heard, at least. One overacting, or two, chewing up the scenery. Chewing up the scenery just meaning that. When he shouldn't be the main focus, he is because he's overacting. We are both like little children. Anyway. Soul Assassin says Twitter is a downer. Nothing but politics and Hollywood news being repeated in my feed. Real close to bailing out on the site, says Soul Assassin. Yeah, and I apologize for anything I add to that, but yeah, sometimes I'm just on there and I'm like, oh, I think this is a really important story, etc. General Winkster and I meant Wakanda. Darn spell check. Interesting. Soul assassin, uh, John Wakanda forever. Of course. Input latency. Hail friends. Today's a good day. It is a good day. If we're alive, breathing, sun shining. Hey, even if there's clouds in the sky, the sun is still sh- the sun is still shining. Absolutely. Hail to you, input latency. Thanks for being a member on the channel. 720 now in the chat. 754 in real life. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, Soulzaz says, that Bad Woman film was shelved. I wonder how bad it was. Uh, I wonder how bad it was for Zaslov to do that. As, yeah, As I mentioned, you spend $70 million on a film. It's, as being reported by Deadline, it was towards the latter part of its post-production. So that tells me that they probably spent most, if not all, of that $70 million budget. So... Tina B, your your all's Joker movie made over a billion dollars. Joker is not a... So, yeah, here's the thing. Joker, that film, not part of the DCEU. It's a DC property. It's a DC film. But And I think this is always the biggest confusion. The DCEU is a specific set of, of films. Think of it almost as the difference between Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And the Tom Holland Spider-Man. The Tom Holland Spider-Man, because of a deal made between Sony and Disney, is a part of the MCU. However, the Tommy Maguire ones, the Andrew Garfield ones, those were pure Sony projects. Those are not MCU. They are not on the MCU list, right? In the case of these films, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, the Nolan Batman trilogy, those are DC comic films. Those are DC, you know, inspired films, right? They're they're obviously iterations of the DC uni- of the DC comic universe, but they are not a part of the DCEU. The DCEU is Warner Brothers equivalent to the MCU. So there are specific films that are a part of it. So that would be Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, Shazam, I believe, is officially a part of that universe as well. Aquaman, uh, the upcoming uh, Flash movie, if it ever gets made or released. Birds of Prey, those were all DCEU projects. Joker was not. Joker was very clearly, and I want to say they even said this during the promotion of the film, this film is not connected to the DCEU. It's a. Uh, I think the way that they try to distinguish it, and it's very confusing. And uh, I, this is one of the many reasons why DC is, in my opinion, just never going to, unless they can get an actual strong hand behind the creative uh, process. I believe that they call it the worlds of DC, if not, if I'm not mistaken. So you have the DC EU, which is a specific universe, but then you have the worlds of DC, and that's where films like Joker and. Others are, are part of it, but anyway. Yeah, Wonder Woman as well. Wonder Woman as well. How could I forget about Wonder Woman? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, over on Odyssey. Uh Let's see. Abomination had to say, am I mistaken or did I not hear Dan Vass' Friday Night Tight theme song in your rock playlist busted? No, you did not. No, you did not. And it's that's nothing against the song at all. It's just that this, also remember, this list only has 22 songs, and there are a plethora of other songs that I could put into that list. I just haven't had the time to think about, oh, what do I want to have in this list? Not to mention, that song to me is so catchy that it may, <laughs> it actually may end up being more distracting, and that's kind of not what I want in a, in a list that I uh, sometimes we'll do work with. Jacques Leswave trying to say, has the Suicide Squad have the Suicide Squad movies been the biggest success so far for the DC movies? So that would be another example, right? You have you have so I saw Tina was was putting the all caps in the live chat about, you know, stop confusing. Yeah, again, Warner Brothers is a giant mess. But if you want to see just how bad of a mess it is, Look no further than Suicide Squad, right? You have a film called Suicide Squad, and then you have another film called The Suicide Squad. And then the way it's described is that it's kind of a sequel reboot. (laughs) Because you have the same actors playing the same characters, but also you're... Uh, Yeah, it's just... It's a mess. And I don't need someone to try and throw the nuance into it. Well, actually, technically, it would be this... The fact still remains is that it's a it's a giant mess. It's a giant hot mess, and uh, I would even say that to say it's a hot mess is um is is actually not a not accurate either because to me a hot mess would be that it's a it's some type of a hot commodity, and and DC has just never really been a hot commodity. <laughs> it's just it's just never had it going for itself. Someone did ask in the chat about um you know jacques le had said have the suicide squad films been the most successful no the most successful dceu all right dceu that's how i specify so if i say dc that means anything that's inspired by dc comics etc if i say dceu we're talking about a very specific set of films So let me try and see if I can pull up the numbers. But from the DCEU, it's Aquaman, actually, because Aquaman is the only uh, film in the DCEU to hit a billion dollars, to cross that billion dollar. Because DCEU, of course, stands for DC Extended Universe. And, um, yeah. So luckily, luckily, we have a, a wonderful website, in the numbers so let me go ahead and pull this up maybe this will make things maybe maybe it'll make things a little bit better uh tina <laughs> I, I hope maybe maybe it clears some things up so these are the films that are part of the dceu so wonder woman aquaman bad maybe superman suicide squad man of steel justice league shazam birds of prey oh yeah remember when they had the full name when it failed birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn the suicide squad wonder woman 1984 so those would be the films and uh yeah so as far as domestic successes are concerned uh the first wonder woman uh it looks like actually ended up having the highest let's let's see if we can get ourselves some comparisons um so here are the worldwide totals and as you can see birds of prey 201 million dollars 363 for Shazam, which is my favorite. I think it's the best of the DCEU films. Um, but Aquaman made $1.1 billion. It had a, a huge, it made a lot of money internationally. Uh, Justice League made $655, which for a film like that, the budget on that film was $300 million. So this this film didn't break even. Uh, the first Wonder Woman made $818 million. The first Suicide Squad made 745. Batman vs Superman made 872. Man of Steel made 667, and those are without adjusting for inflation. The Suicide Squad only made 167, at least according to this right here, and ended up being a massive flop. Again, that also had a day and date release on HBO Max, which probably helps to explain that. The films that we have to look forward to are here's here's the fun thing. So Shazam! Fury of the Gods actually looks pretty good. I'm actually pretty excited about that one. Batgirl no longer on the table. They need to update this. Batgirl no longer on the table. It's been shelved. But then March of next year, you have Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. I think it'll probably be pretty successful. I don't know if it's going to make the billion like the first film did. The Flash is right now scheduled for June of next year. I I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. And then Blue Beetle is also scheduled for next year as well. I don't know how far along they are in that. But notice... The Nolan films are not a part of this. Joker, not a part of this. So, yeah, it's always fun because there are MCU stands, there are DC stands as well. And it's always fun to try and say, hey, you know, whenever you mention the fact that DC's universe really hasn't caught fire um, in the same way that the MCU did. The MCU, again, has already peaked and is on the decline, whereas the DCEU hasn't really gone anywhere. But it's always great whenever they try to bring up films like Joker or films like, um, in the comment section especially, of of some of the DC videos that I've done. I've been attacked by MCU stans. I've been attacked by DCU stands. It always happens. Um, but then they always love to bring up as well the, the Nolan films. It was like, well, the Nolan films were successful. It's like, yeah, not a part of the same universe. Not a part of it. But anyway. While I have this up, though, since it is in the title of the video, and I'm already behind enough as it is, uh, I did, of course, want to talk about Top Gun Maverick. $1.3 billion. $1.3 billion, people. This is truly amazing. Look at this. This is where the film is domestically. 651.6. It was only projected to make a max of $500 million at this point in its release. That's how fantastic this film is doing right now. That is how strong this film is doing. Uh, Not to mention, look at these weekend drop-offs. So the weekend drop-offs, 29%, 42, 14%, 34, 13, 40, 21, 17, 18. This has had probably some of the strongest holds from week to week. The fact the film is still at over 3,000 screens and has been out for 10 weeks is almost unheard of. Is almost unheard of. Some people may have had some uh, connection issues, so if anyone is still getting the stream, just tell them, hey, refresh the stream and and you'll be okay. The Daily Box Office is also quite impressive as well. I mean, again, just look at these numbers. It's quite, quite amazing. In its weekly performance, so from the first week opening to the last... 33 43 12 32 again these are just truly insane numbers and of course the thing that makes me the most happy about this film making 1.3 billion dollars is the fact that you can put this film now up against yeah that's right y'all know where i'm going with this one i mentioned it previously and I'm going to keep on doing it. Even though there's really no connection to be made, I know that there's some people that probably (laughs) get triggered by this saying, why are you comparing the two? They're just so different. It's like, yeah, they are. One is a film that was over 30 years later that some people were asking for. When the trailers came out, I was asking for it because I was like, yes, give me more of this, please. It was my most anticipated film for years, actually. It's amazing that I have to put plural to that because of the crazy covid coof nonsense. Uh but I digress. But here is the fun fact. The film Top Gun Maverick has already easily passed the domestic total for The Last Jedi. Already passed it. Its international number. I don't know. Maybe it has enough steam to catch the 727, but because of how well it's doing domestically and how much it continues to make domestically, It only needs to make another less than $40 million in order to catch the entire worldwide box office of The Last Jedi. Yep. It's amazing. I cannot wait to see it happen because I think it is going to happen. And especially when you look at how much less Top Gun Maverick costs to make versus the massive bloated budget of... The Last Jedi, it makes it even better. It makes it even better. So anyway, Top Gun Maverick, kudos to you. Just the one issue I have with Top Gun Maverick, the one issue I have with Paramount, the one issue I have with Tom Cruise, release the movie, please. I already pre-ordered it. I want to own it. My wife hasn't seen it. Crazy schedules makes it hard for us to go together to see the film. Just release it so that I can finally show her <laughs> the movie, because she's actually excited. She actually has, this again, I love my wife. Lady Frey is amazing. Like, three weeks ago, she randomly was like, hey, let's watch the original Top Gun. And I was like, man, I actually forgot just how good, or how much I like the original Top Gun. I knew I liked the original Top Gun, right? I'd seen it a few times before. But seeing it, especially after Maverick, I just appreciated the film so much more for what they were able to do during that time frame, you know, because you have a lot of shots in the original Top Gun from a lot of these jets, and then you look and see what they're doing in Top Gun Maverick, and you're like, oh my goodness, it's exactly what needed to be done. All right, back into the chat. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to catch up. But uh, we'll see. Laura, trying to say, yeah, I would have, uh, I would rather have worked with a master teacher than take those useless education classes. Exactly, exactly. You, you know, the 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 education classes do have some value to them if you honestly have no concept of speaking in front of people. So I think having the theater background that I had probably helped. But yeah, those are the that's the only benefit I can think about for. Teachers who have to go through the education classes specifically when you have to go through the, you know, the philosophy of education stuff. And I still hate that stuff. Like any professional development where it's all about new teaching methods, usually it's taught by someone who hasn't been in the classroom in like a decade and it's always changing. And because they haven't been in the classroom in a decade, immediately when they present their ideas, I think, yeah, you know, if I were to do what you're doing right now or say the things that you're saying right now in my class none of my students would take me seriously, even if I bought fully into it. Needless to say, to say, Ezra Miller's movie is getting canceled soon, so in other words, it's going to be gone in the flash? Well, we don't know. We honestly don't know. Jared Thorne is a member. Exactly. Joker was not DCEU. Hopefully, I was able to clarify that, as I've never claimed that. I've always been very specific about things. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, I guess Grace Randolph was wrong again when she said it wasn't canceled. (laughs) Well, Grace Randolph is typically wrong, it seems. Or, or at the very least, she's wrong enough for her to not have the amount of success that she has. <laughs> not to mention, I st- I still go back to her her take on the ending of Miss Marvel. Where her take was that somehow Kamala Khan has, has the ability to shapeshift. That was her explanation. Not that they switched places... But that she has the ability to shape shift, and it's like, look, they're already adding powers to her compared to the comics that failed. But come on, y- you know, I even I watching it only, not even half interested. I don't even know the percentage interested. Ten percent interested in that show, um, with ten percent effort. Even I was able to look up and be like, oh yeah, they switched places. Oh wait, it's Brie Larson. Great. Can't wait to see how bad the marvels as a movie does based on what we have going in front of and after the marvels you know basically captain marvel 2 it's not gonna have the same help that the that the first film had the first film was it was a march release two months before end game it was promoted as a film leading up to end game right the last mcu film prior to end game right it was so hyped up And basically from that, it was able to be willed to a billion dollars. A great modern example, look to Doctor Strange 2. Doctor Strange 2 didn't have great word of mouth, but because of its proximity to, and because of its connection to, and the excitement related to Spider-Man No Way Home, it gave it a pretty big bump to make $450 million in its opening weekend, have massive drop-offs out of that, but because of that massive opening weekend, it was able to get to the $950 million range. The Marvels, Captain Marvel 2, doesn't have an endgame. It doesn't have anything, really, to promote it. So that, to me, is going to be the real test. To all the people that were back then being like, ooh, Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Ooh-wee. Y'all have no idea what you're talking about. Let's see how the, Let's see how the Marvels does. Would love to see how the Marvels does. Or, what does Disney do to try and inflate the numbers. And by that, I don't mean the conspiracy route. No one needs to go down the conspiracy route. I'm tired of the conspiracy route. No one bought t- Like no one bought tickets in mass to make it look like m- m- Captain Marvel was successful. That was so easily debunked. And don't fall for that nonsense. There's no need to fall for that nonsense. The film made over a billion dollars and that's just how it is. And the perfect explanation for it because of its proximity to Endgame. But... What I mean by how they're going to try to prop up the numbers for the Marvels, for Captain Marvel 2, is do they announce a major actor to return, right? Do they try to turn the Marvels into basically what the Captain America films became, right? A Captain America Civil War type where it's almost like an Avengers Jr. Do they try to do that to prop things up a bit? It's going to be interesting, General Wingster says Kathleen is going to get fired anyway now. I got reliable sources. Ah, yes. The three years of sources telling us that she's going to get fired. Over on uh, D Live, I'm here. I'm here, guys. Daniel Thorne tagged to say, sorry it took me so long, D Live fam. Uh, let's see. Daniel Thorne says they're getting rid of Batgirl, but still moving ahead with Blue Beetle. They're getting rid of Batgirl while letting Ezra Miller run amok. Yep. Uh, By the way, J-Rod, the beer guru, is celebrating a 37-month sub-streak. He's my only sub on D-Live, and I appreciate it very much, J-Rod, and congratulations on being 37 months, three years on D-Live. I can't believe that I've been on D-Live for three years, and he donated five ice cream donations as well. Thank you, Captain J-Rod. I appreciate that. Sorry it took me so long to get to your comment, but uh, that's kind of where we are right now with the technology that we're using. Nathan Slay, what are my opinions on the Rambo movies? I've only seen the first two, and I really like them. Uh, it says a lot of lot of great commentary about PTSD, um, about war, and the effects of war. Greta Zenner, there she was in the chat. Uh, Laura says, oh, the DS9 and stickers were from me. Sorry, I forgot a note. Hey, Laura, thank you so much. Thank you. The Modern Major General coming in, donating the ds 9 3D prints, thank you so much for that, it's awesome, I was like, oh my goodness, this is phenomenal, and the stickers, Baby Thor's already thoroughly enjoying them, so, hey, Laura, thank you, thank you, thank you, you've always been very incredibly generous, so, shout out to Laura for sending those, Victor Fontaine in the chat, hail to you, thanks for being here, Joey Horn in the chat, welcome back, I don't know what's gonna happen, when this chat jumps on me, I can only imagine the amount of comments that I've missed, uh let's see David Slay says about the current state of the mcu and what disney has done to it it may if i may quote billy madison you blew it yes absolutely and there is the confirmation about jim varney passing away 2000 yeah usually i say 10 years when it's been a long time that's usually my go-to but yeah 22 years Brightburn says, I'm thinking they can get away with releasing the Flash movie in theaters if they make a limited release in theaters and have very little advertising. They did that for The Mask of the Phantasm. I don't think they're going to do that. Mask of the Phantasm, keep in mind, came out a very long time ago. It was a very different state of the. uh, It was a very different theatrical state back then. There's no way The Flash would be able to survive that. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, There's too much controversy around The Flash. A lot of normies are aware of the Ezra Miller stuff. So that's what's going to be the most interesting is does that, how much rather, does that impact the bottom line for that movie? You might be able to say, hey, we got Michael Keaton, and and we got, uh, you know, Lord knows they're going to try to bring Ben Affleck onto that film, and hey, maybe they'll even say, Henry Cavill's coming back, everybody, just to try to get the hardcore fans. Uh, I don't think that's going to be enough, though. Let's see. Greta says, I love his Halloween movie and watched it last October after 20 years. Nice! Talk about Ernest Halloween film there. Ernest goes to the movies. Uh, yeah, Bongo, we were able to get that. Uh, Ernest uh, is a national treasure. Absolutely. Jim Varney is absolutely a national treasure. Dan Golang says, The Sanders posted something about PayPal withholding funds of certain companies. Call them woke CEOs. Well, that is a fact. I uh, Unfortunately, I do utilize uh, PayPal. Uh, unfortunately, the current state of parallel economy which i think is a great concept great idea and i support it it's not developed enough for me to use that um unfortunately so uh as soon as i can get away from paypal i would love to rob d had to say have you ever watched any of the trailers for andor i like that it seems that it keeps getting the same tone as rogue one uh, i've only seen really the first one i just gonna be honest it's just boring it really is just boring and a lot of that stems from the fact that Andor himself, Cassian Andor, is an incredibly boring character. When they first announced that series, I thought, wait, that you're making a series about the side character that had very little personality? And that's not going after the actor, it's going after the way the character was presented. Um, that Again, that one is still a head-scratcher, even though we're much closer to its release. Dane says it was canceled after Warner Brothers held a private screening and said nope shelve it well sounds like it was a uh, test screening so was it just a test screening with executives or with audiences because again if it was with executives that's so early on I can only imagine how far in post-production they actually were Bongo says Zack Snyder Batgirl cut is now on the table rejoice (laughs) gamers what's going on welcome to the channel YouTube me Welcome to the channel. Trace Adams, welcome. Thank you very much for being here. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan says, I heard about the cancellation of Batgirl while watching the real BBC. Well, the real BBC is pretty great. Um, Yeah, based off of deadlines reporting, it was $70 million. And again, the question is, if that's a production budget, that does not necessarily mean that they had spent all of said production budget, especially if they're in post-production. So, again, that's how far back I am. I'm at 7.32 in the chat. 7.32 in the chat. It's 8.17 in real life. (laughs) This might be the furthest I've been behind in quite a while. In quite a while. Low Watermark, 18 minutes ago. Just seeing this. I'm going to refresh that one. Low Watermark, thank you for the $25 donation via Streamlabs. Circumventing Mama Susan. Mama Susan, YouTube, doesn't get 30% of that money and uh, I get access to it pretty much right away. So, Low Watermark, thank you so very much, man. Appreciate it. Uh, it's going to go towards either rosary supplies or Blu-rays and 4Ks and steelbooks for giveaways. So, I really do appreciate that, Low Watermark. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, shipping costs as well on those, uh, on those items. So, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, uh, the Orange Hat Reviews comment is not... Uh, has not been skipped. But don't worry. I do see the Orange chat reviews. uh, I do see your 26-month-in-a-row membership comment. I want to highlight it, though, if I can. So we'll see what happens when the chat jumps, because it will. Input latency. Oh, goodness. Just now got word that a friend... Okay, this is serious. Uh, Oh, goodness. uh, Just got word that a friend is hospitalized. Don't have any more details. Please pray for him. Sorry to keep asking. I don't know. Input latency. No, it's never apologize for asking for prayers never never apologize we you know not just myself but also the entire ice guardian community we have we have enough prayers for anyone who needs them so i absolutely will be praying for your friend and i hope everything's okay and uh please keep us posted as well let's see forever sci-fi says here batgirl sounds worse than justice league movie from the 90s with the fat martian manhunter played by the guy who played charles on mash dang Soul Assassin, Batgirl must have been an amazing piece of trash to get shelved and lose 70 million. Well, here's the other thing too. If Batgirl was so bad it got shelved, it makes you think about the people who were in charge when Birds of Prey got released. If we want to talk about trash. Just saying. Maybe it's a good sign for the future of the DCEU, the future of Warner Brothers, but I don't know. 70 million down the drain when you could have at least put it on Disney or not Disney you could have at least put it on HBO Max and made something I mean you're already making money from the HBO Max so I can't see how it would really make all that much of a difference you might as well get some eyes on it I guess unless it was so atrocious that they were embarrassed by it but then again I go back to films like Birds of Prey and and other films that they've released it's like, you think about Netflix and how many films they put out. There's a lot of really just bad films, because the the joke for a long time was, hey, your film got denied everywhere else? Come to Netflix, because we take everything. Andrew Hayes, what's going on, good sir? Nathan Slay, Draw Thunder is a great one. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Yes, so good. So, so good. Very, 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 very good. Uh, Laura says, I guess the new Prey movie is going to be on Hulu. Yeah, we've we, actually, that's been, that has been known for a while. Um, it is always an interesting move because that means they're just relying on the subscriber base that's already on Hulu. And that's why it's always tricky because you can't, you can't really say films that get put onto their streaming services, whether it be Netflix or anywhere else, is a money maker or makes its money back or anything. Because you can't, there is no metric to say How many people have subscribed to said service for this specific movie? Or how many people have kept their subscription for a specific movie? Because that's the only real way you can say this is money that we can directly correlate to said film. Now, apparently, I think it was Mr. H Reviews. Shout out to Tina. Tina was sharing this on the Discord. I believe it was Mr. H Reviews who actually said, praise not bad. That the arc of the the female lead actually makes sense. And he's a pretty trustworthy guy. He calls out wokeness when he sees it. So, the fact that Prey might actually not be garbage is interesting. Leslie Grace. Uh, so, Sloth says, Leslie Grace is a good singer and Brandon Fraser is dope. Uh, Father says, smarter than the average bear. I'm not a bear. I'm a human being. Well, Yogi disagrees. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say with that one, but I'm just going to keep on saying it. Rosie G12, hail to you, Rosie, says Michael Keaton will be 71 next month. Isn't he a little long in the tooth or uh, was a de-aging plan? I think he was going to be old Bruce Wayne, like old Bruce Wayne, old Batman, which uh, which actually is something that a lot of people would really like to see. Uh, Brady Millette, what's going on, Brady? Hail to you, good sir. Thanks for joining. Glad to see you are here. Hope you're doing well. Hope New Orleans is treating you well. If you're still in New Orleans, that is. Uh, Let's see. Soul Assassin says, Mount Keaton says he's never finished a Marvel or DC film. I'm too busy working. Interesting. Joey Horn. Warner Brothers needs a cast Keaton as Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie. I think a lot of people have been saying that for a while. I think that there's probably uh, some indication that that was the direction they were kind of going with in certain ways. Whether it be with the Batgirl movie or the former Batgirl movie. Or the upcoming <laughs> Flash movie, but um, you know whether they were going to have aspects of that or whether they were going to set up for that. But I think a lot of people would probably find a lot of interest because people have been wanting a Batman Beyond for a while. Bongo says it must be nice being able to spend seventy million dollars and to get nothing for it. Exactly, must be nice to have that kind of money just to throw around. Tina says seventy million dollars. I'm cruising around the world for life. Yeah, I mean, think about the number of people that you can rise out of poverty um, by spending it wisely, right? You don't just throw money at people. But think about the amount of... Like, I I thought about this the other day. There are these industrial-sized 3D printers that can essentially print pieces for sturdy homes. Think about that $70 million. If that went to... A, a trustworthy organization that's always the caveat a trustworthy organization that would actually invest in that because then you could actually create good protective homes for millions of people uh soul assassin who's a member says wish i had 70 million dollars to throw away yeah don't we all don't we all all right here's the comment from orange Chat reviews fortunately it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't highlight the actual message, but it says movie talk. Your thoughts on Wally? Love the movie. Its premise, its score, its story. Wally is a phenomenal film. I I love it a lot. And what's probably my favorite part of it is just how how kind of ahead of its time it was. The way it portrays humanity, the way that it portrays the the laziness of humanity as well. I one of my favorite sequences in the film is when it's showing the progression of the captains getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And I'm like, yes, this is current American culture. But what I find hilarious, of course, about it is that you have films that that tell that story, that make that commentary, but then are just as much a part of the problem as anyone else in perpetuating the same mindsets. Greta Zenner says, imagine giving that $70 million to independent filmmakers instead. I totally agree. There are so many solid independent films that come out every year that we unfortunately just don't get A lot of time with Brightburn says HBO max is supposedly being folded into discovery plus on Thursday. So let's see what happens. I just, I doubt that I I really do doubt that. I feel that HBO max is so much more of an established platform that it would make a lot more sense for, for HBO max to remain and for discovery plus to be absorbed into HBO max because I'm just, just speaking for me. When I think of Discovery and HBO as entities as titles, HBO is much bigger than Discovery is. Uh, again, just from a perspe- from my own perspective as a consumer, right? As a consumer of products, it makes a lot more sense for me for them to have a Discovery section on HBO Max than there for for there to be an HBO Max section on Discovery. I just feel like the infrastructure, and again, I'm not a technical expert, so I couldn't say this for sure, but I just feel that the the infrastructure for HBO Max is a lot more advanced than that for Discovery+. Plus Because I think about the shows on Discovery+, Plus, their library, I don't believe, is nearly as vast, so there's not as much content, there's not as much need to host a lot of bandwidth, or ne- not nearly as much as HBO Max would. That wouldn't make sense to me. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's the other way around. Um, as far as the streaming services. All right, here it is. There's the jump. Oh man. And it's 8:27. Uh, but it's eight Oh two in the chat. Okay. So I'm 25 minutes behind. Clearly some comments may have been skipped. So I do apologize for that. Sometimes that is what happens. Uh, thank you again for, for being here. Smash the like button. We're going to rapid fire. We're going to try to rapid fire these as best we can. So if your comment was skipped, I'm sorry, because of time, I will have to uh, plead and ask that you don't comment it again. Uh, Daniel Thorne over on uh, over on DLive says, sad, a number of people can't cash out their lemons on DLive. Wow, three years. Yeah, it is. I haven't tried to cash out the lemons um, because the value of the lemon is just such a, because it's crypto-based, it's, it's such in a state of flux, um, but yeah. Anyway, let's let's get through these last comments here. Uh, 802, Soul Assassin, heard Amber Heard got fired and sold her mansion. I don't know about being fired. I feel like that is kind of more, it's more in line with the perpetual rumor about K- Kathleen Kennedy. Not to say that it won't happen or that it wouldn't happen, but who knows. Victor Fontaine, I thought Black Adam was a part of the DCEU, but not on that list. Uh yeah, that, I did that. That is actually a good point. So I'm wondering maybe if that is either something that they have left off. Could very well just be something that they've left off. Because also that film is actually no, that film is a lot closer than one would think. Yeah, because that's 2022. It's October of 2022. So, okay, here is the reason why. It looks like the page has not been updated. So, the page typically will have a film's video release and it'll have the it'll have all the different genres, subgenres, the universe. One thing missing from its page is the universe. So, it will be on that list cuz yeah, it will be on that list because Black Adam is connected very, very closely with Shazam. So if Shazam's on that list, then Black Adam would clearly be on that list as well. Um, it just looks like the page has not been fully updated with that universe section. Once they do that, it'll show up on their on their list. Hopefully that makes some sense. I don't know if the internet took a hit back at 803, but it seems like everyone's here. 70B, sorry <laughs> sorry that it took me long, so long to get to your comment, but you know how it goes. Uh, B says, "Thank you for my movies. You know, I love me some good burger. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. Cause we're all dudes. Hey, no problem. No problem at all. Steph, hope you enjoy it. And I, I put another film in there as well. I don't know if you've ever seen Kingdom of Heaven, but it's a, I think it's a really good one. That has the director's cut on there. And uh, <laughs> in my opinion, unlike the standard cut, which I don't think is good, uh, the the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven." Is and this is actually something that I, I think that most people would agree with because it's something that almost overwhelmingly I see talked about online. When people talk about best director's cuts of films, especially modern, more modern films, last twenty years, Kingdom of Heaven is almost always at the top of the list about how much better it is as a film with the director's cut. But you're welcome. Hope you enjoy that. And of course, Good Burger can't can't beat it. the uh, The steelbook for it is is just so fun. Um, and it's great. By the way, uh, right now there is a pre-order for Catch Me If You Can on Steelbook. It's Blu-ray, regular Blu-ray, not 4K. Mm, drives me crazy. But Steelbook actually looks pretty cool with the with the artwork. So I, I pre-ordered a bunch of those, but that won't be available, I think, until September. But that will be in the giveaways list at some point. Soul Assassin, in the end, Bad Reboot couldn't beat Xeno. <laughs> they couldn't beat Scientology. No, they could not. No, they could not. David L, don't forget Odin Maverick is the best naval warfare-oriented movie to be released during the pandemic era. <laughs> yes, David L, remember all those random records they always love to throw out for for random movies? Yeah, Maverick is it's the highest-grossing naval warfare-oriented movie released during the pandemic era. I don't know why I went kind of. <laughs> I went kind of football legend there, John Madden. Oh, well, you, you got a football. He throw the football down the field. He catches the football. That's how it works. Rosie G went AFK. Hopefully you're back. Soul Assassin says, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry." Grace Randolph is related to the bad guy from Roger Rabbit. Same eyes. Yes. David L says, I'm calling foul. You called out Grace Randolph without a so." get with the program. Well, people can only take that for so, so long. Uh so he says, "Oh, it has the same hoodie on. Is this the Matrix?" Well, it's my favorite hoodie and I've been trying to find this hoodie or at least a very as close to similar as I can, but they don't make this one anymore. It's a it was like an old navy one and I I love the color of it. This thing though is so overworn. I've started got <laughs> I got I got a hole in my pocket. Like it's just not good. Um but it's comfortable. It's very very comfy. And it's it's very good at covering a lot of the shirts that I have have information on them that I don't want out. So <laughs> it's it's actually, typically I wear my hoodie because, or, or my jacket because of practical reasons, more so than comfort, though it is comfortable. Uh, Jacques Lesuab over in Odyssey says, can you please quell my faux CD and remove the tiny white speck from the bottom front of your mic? No, I cannot do that. I cannot do that. You're just gonna have to deal with it, Jacques Rob D Tase said the Marvel is going to be the next Eternals movie uh better have a 100 million dollar production budget. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Typically the budgets aren't out this early, but I can always I can always see. Yeah, no reported budget yet, but July 2023. I know everyone's looking forward to that movie. Everyone can't wait for Captain Marvel with Brie Larson and Aman Vellani from <laughs> the very well-received Miss Marvel series that nobody watched. Uh Tayana Paris, who uh actually is a is a talented actress. I believe if I'm if I'm thinking about the same actress there. Samuel L. Jackson's gonna be coming back for it, so hey. Got that. And then you got a bunch of brand new people writing, directing who haven't done a whole lot. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be glorious, everybody. The Marvels is going to be glorious. Alright. Let's try and get through as many of these comments as we can. Again, I do apologize if any comments were skipped. Um, but that unfortunately is sometimes the way it goes. Hardwick, what's going on, good sir? Osmond Diaz is in the chat as well. Hail to you, Osmond Diaz. Thanks for being here. Um, that that Hardwick. Sylvester Stallone's upcoming superhero movie Samaritan looks promising. It's coming to HP. It's coming to Amazon Prime in late August. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people really, uh, have shown a lot of excitement towards it. And that excitement is not necessarily positive excitement, but still a lot of excitement for it nonetheless. I have not seen the trailer, so I cannot speak to it myself. All right try and see if we can get through all these. Dane says I heard it was test audiences and some executives overlooked and agreed it with the audience. General Winkster, Odin is behind the context, always. Our views. So do the gifted memberships last only a month? Yes. Uh, unless the person who was gifted to chooses to continue it on their own. 70B says, do you still do the movie archives asking for a friend? Um, not officially, no. Um, however, uh, message me over Discord. Message me over Discord if there is a uh, a film that one is looking for, because I'm not officially just because of storage space it, it was it was becoming a I had so basically the reason why I stopped doing the uh, the archive the uh, the movie preservation project was because so many people were submitting things that were just just not things that were in danger of being canceled or there were already a plethora of copies of them to the point of them not being cancelable basically but uh yeah reach out to me stephanie b and I'll, I'll see what i can do for my valkyrie i'll always do what i can there are the prayers boom prayers going up for input latency again Asgardian community will deliver general wingster netflix made everything <laughs> soul assassin what was that name the directors would go under if the film is really bad oh tina i'm sure would remember that one that that is definitely a film historian question right there soul assassin i'm gonna watch prey because i'm a predator fan and have to see there you go there you go right there uh soul assassin says i trust mr h's takes i feel like a lot of people do uh general wingster there's only one predator movie yeah, it's the predator by Shane Black, right? <laughs> Just another red shirt. What's going on? Again, we are wrapping things up, people. I'm trying to get through as many comments as I can. Wheezy Bird, welcome. Uh, Soul Sass. and seventy million can help a lot of vets who are down on the luck. Boom. Facts. There's a lot of people here in the states and across the world that that seventy million dollars could have helped, but instead it lined the pockets which a bunch with a bunch of Hollywood elites. And producers, oh my goodness! All right, chat jumped on me. Comments have not been skipped, but I'm gonna—I might have—I might have to skip some comments. Uh, so as an oh, oh, I was reading my chats because of the membership? I thought I was reliving days in high school and teachers were watching me. No, yeah, it's because of the new system that I'm using, streaming through OBS directly. Um, I can actually see who the members are. I don't have to memorize who the members are. And uh, but I do think that it does make me fall behind a bit more. <laughs> General Manager HBO is a bigger brand that doesn't make sense exactly. Thank you for seeing things the way they should be seen. Brian Barth, what's up? The R, what is up? And no, Snyder Cut does not rain. Lemons make lemonade. You are correct. That is a true statement. All right, let us see. Uh, General Wingster, Good Burger was kind of boring to me. How dare you? How dare you say that about Good Burger? The scene when they dress up like women? They couldn't make that today. Can you tell me where I can find the women's restroom? Ah, oh, I love that. Keenan Kel in their prime? Absolutely. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan says, just pre-order the Catch Me If You Can steelbook. It looks really cool. And 15 bucks for a uh, Blu-ray steelbook? Again, I wish it was a 4K steelbook, but for a Blu-ray steelbook, pretty good. General Winster, Miss Marvel Actress was... <laughs> Get out of here. No! no she's a child she's a child general winkster no don't go down that path don't go down that path maybe she is an adult maybe she is an, it's probably she's portraying a younger character but she's in real life older um so just to, to save him just a little bit there um <laughs> for that comment. yeah they're they're actually having a conversation about that they're having a conversation about that in the chat <laughs> oh man oh man let's see dane says she's 19 now but oh boy whenever conversations like that are happening i just (laughs) talk about something else alan smithy okay uh rosie d12 alan smithy that must be the name of the director that typically people would put on projects that they are not proud of the ghost got that too um, let's see. Kel loves orange soda. Is it true? I do, I do, I do, I do. Yeah, Jared Thorne. Not a conversation I really want to get into because it's just it just not it's not something I care really at all about and it's just it gets creepy. It gets it gets creepy a bit, I think. Especially since when she was acting meaning that when the show is taking place meaning the person you're watching yeah it just don't even let's just not do about that let's just not do that general wingster i love keenan and kell but good burger was dull boo general wingster you need to rewatch it give it a shot and then general wingster exactly that's how creepy that conversation could have could have gotten um says you're right home let's talk about it. let's not talk about that movie uh 70 b 15 we'll get you 20 if she doesn't know what time usher was hitting the street she's too <laughs> and i think that's a great comment to end the stream on so thank you everyone for being here went a little over time tonight um but i do appreciate you all for being here for tagging uh for those that tagged i always appreciate that for those that are members of course i always appreciate you my members And uh, for all those that uh, possibly donated, super chatted, things like that, does mean a lot. So, uh, thank you again for for being here. Let me go ahead and try and get my uh, my Patreon video set up. So, again, this is not the completed Patreon video. I was able to get the very beginning of the August one set up. I was able to get the very beginning of the August one set up. Um, and so then after the beginning of the August video plays, I'll cut back to the live stream and then we're just going to do it live. I'm just going to read through the shout outs live. So, uh, anyway, uh, since I will be saying goodbye in the official capacity in, in, in just a couple minutes, I'll go ahead and just get the started with the shout outs. These are the text shout outs for my, uh, Patreon subscribestar star locals, YouTube members, um, and then I'll do my Keeper the Bifrost level and above members uh, verbal shoutouts after that. So let's see if this works. It should have rendered correctly. We'll see. All right, and now a huge shout-out to all of my August Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above, starting with my Patreon members, Chris from the 80s. That is his YouTube channel name. Go check him out. Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Father, Luca Ilick, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can also find on YouTube, that is the name of his YouTube channel, Rosetta Allen, whose YouTube channel is Eagle Rider, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, who is also a YouTube member as well, check out her YouTube channel by the same name, and also the Empress of the Universe, Tina B., who you can check out on YouTube as well, and check out her show that she does with Stephanie B., Soup to Nuts, and she'll post that link, of course, In the chat, I'm sure, in just a second. We also have our subscribestar supporters, again, keep at the Bifrost level and above, Matt 317, who you can check out on Twitch. His Twitch channel, still the same name, Matt317, Storm Tracker, the R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod the Beer Guru, and Z K Man. zk Man, by the way, you can support over at his website, xtheboundaries.co. xtheboundries.co. You can also follow him on Twitter for more information there. And lastly, my locals members, Miss Minnesota hockey fan, how about a hockey player? UIB mad dog Mike Jackson. For the win, Brett D90, and the great Robert Barnes, who most of you should already know who he is and follow him on all his various platforms, including YouTube Locals. And also, I believe he has a show. I think I saw a clip from it the other day that he has a show on Infowars as well. But anyway, Thank you all very much for being here. If you want to have your name shut out at the end of every single video and live stream, check out the top link in the video description. It's called the Willow link. It gives you access to all of my social media profiles, all the different ways you can support the channel, uh, and just uh, all the other information that you would ever possibly want um, in, in anything. But all of the uh, membership levels have different perks to them. You can get access to a podcast I do with John the F- Flippinger. By the way, apologies for the, uh, <laughs> the July podcast not being done yet. Uh, John's schedule is um, unfortunately... Been pretty hectic recently, and uh, I dedicated basically six hours of time. To which he did not show up because of said scheduling conflicts. So we're gonna do what we can, especially with the school year starting back up. But we are definitely gonna have two episodes coming out in August. So I do apologize for those delays. Those Q and A questions that you've already posted, though, will be asked or will be answered in the July podcast episode, and there will be a separate post for the August episode that we will record. But you also get access to uh, being able to get access to a giveaways channel on Discord, where you can win Blu-rays, 4Ks, 4K steelbooks, digital codes, all kinds of stuff. Anyone who's in that channel should already know uh, how all that stuff works and can tell you how awesome many of those uh, victories are. Uh, I, send, I send those anywhere out in the world. And then also, you can be a member of the Chosen, uh, you can be a member at the Chosen of Valhalla level, which you access to all of those things. Plus, you get to be featured once a month here on the main channel with all of us talking to each other about pretty much anything the Chosen want to talk about, especially movies, pop culture, etc., and uh, promoting the things that you want to promote. So anyway, that's going to be it for me tonight, everybody. Doing this live, going to record this, I'm sure, tomorrow morning, so that way it's a little bit more clean. But again, thank you, everybody. Eat your dinner, have some ice cream, uh, have fun. And speaking of ice cream, just checking over on DLive to make sure I didn't leave any comments hanging. I did not. Anyway, shout out, of course, to Tina and Steph. Make sure you tip your Valkyries on the way out. Anyway, thank you everyone for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless.